Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. Yeah, welcome to Off the Bench. Hello, Scotty Sattler. Jason Matthews, uh, how are you? And uh, what a way to kick off. What are we in? Round 14, 13, 14. 14, are we? Round 14, my friends. Round 14, the uh, the defending premiers. Completely overwhelmed by a very impressive Melbourne Storm. God, it was great to watch. Told you. You did pick Melbourne Storm. Yeah, I went the safe bet. Yeah, I, I um, I don't know. I mean, obviously Cam Munster and and also um, Cam Smith are good players, but I just like that Storm unit, mate. They, well, uh, it's it's always been a bit of an argument: is you don't play against the players, you play against the system. And and the Rooster system's good too. Yeah, listening to Ryan Pappenhausen after the game in the post match interview, he said he used a little phrase that obviously it's something that Craig Bellamy uses. He says, "Next man up," yeah, means right. one falls down, next man up. Yeah. So they've got a really good mindset, this uh, this Melbourne Storm side. And now many are saying that um, yeah, they're probably the biggest threat to the Penrith Panthers. It's been another big week in the NRL. Um, the Broncos were in the news a couple of times. Yep. <laughs> Let's be honest. We'll get into that today. As I say, the Storm just keep rolling on. More injuries uh, for the Roosters. There's been a couple of injuries too for the Storm as well. We'll get into that a little later on. And uh, another week, another coach sacked Paul McGregor. What's that now, for this season? Well, did he get sacked? I'm, I'm trying to say with his dignity, I'm trying to say, no, he didn't get sacked. They came to a mutual agreement for the betterment of the club. So he was sacked? No, not saying that at all. Well, no, he won't say he's sacked because it would have cost the Dragons a lot more money. Yeah. So they've come to some sort of an agreement, and and we'll get so, into that in just. A so second. officially, it's not a sacking; it's a it's an agreement. But you want to be sacked, don't you? Because you, you get more you get more benefits from the government once you've been sacked. Is that right? You can get job assistance. Yeah, you do. Remember the old days, but then you don't get another job. Remember, the, yeah, I loved it the other day. They go, listen, you're going to resign. I go, no, you're going to fire me because I'm going to get one week dull, <laughs> one week's worth. And then he go, why do I do that? Now I can't get a job. Anyway, lots to talk about. Let's get stuck into it. Time on off the bench to look back on the news of the week. Oh, there's been plenty, absolute plenty. Let's uh, kick it off with the Broncos. Believe it or not, they've been in the news. Uh, Pengai Jr., Tavita Pengai Jr., uh, he's had, uh, well, the NRL of, uh, they haven't used the word deregistered, but they've actually put his contract on hold. Yeah, because I suppose deregistering means you would be sitting on the sidelines for a long, long time, Jace. Uh, we're suspending him indefinitely at the moment. Just, I think it also allows him, it's quite obvious, what Tavita Pengai Jr. has done is not just the the breach when it came to uh, COVID breach by going to the opening of the barbershop, which, you know, the links to the bikies, whatever it may be. I don't know whether he's a wannabe bikie, but, but in saying that, um, there has been, uh, there's been evidence of other breaches by Tavita Pengai Jr. Well, the, don't the NRL allege or someone's alleging that he's been out to dinner with friends and that when he's meant to be in a bubble again? These yeah, are, exactly. This so is alleged. They must have, they must have enough evidence to say that at the moment, whether you're trying to sabotage yourself and get out of the Brisbane Broncos. Now, we know that Tavita Pangai Jr. did make a call to Nick Politis at the Roosters. He came out and said, no, he just rang him just to have a bit of a a, a simple joke with him. But for, from all reports, and it's very, very good sources, is that he rang he rang Nick Politis to say, more along the lines of, I'm not getting coached. I want to be coached by the best. Can you fit me in? Yep. Nick Politis politely said no. So um, that in itself says that he doesn't want to be at the Brisbane Broncos. How does he get himself out of it? And 
I think by the NRL not deregistering him at the moment, but suspending him indefinitely doesn't allow him to sign with another club. That 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 was a great move by uh, Andrew Abdo in the NRL. I thought that was superb. Yeah, absolutely superb. Because he becomes a liability to clubs not only from a suspension point of view, which he spent a lot of weeks on the sideline, but also now it's a credibility and integrity point of view as well. That clubs would say, "Well, we want to take Tavita, but are we going to take the risk?" and are we willing to pay him what he's on at the Brisbane Broncos, upwards of around $800,000? If you were Nathan Brown, head coach of the Warriors, would you take him? There will be clubs that will take him, Jace, because they see him as a, as a quick-fix solution. And clubs will take him because they'll say, well, our system won't allow him to behave the way that he's, hap- that he's behaved at his previous club. It's a mindset across professional sport. So, yeah, I, those think, clubs I think the Warriors will take him. But I think those ones with the discipline, like the Melbourne Storms and the Roosters, I don't think they want him. They just don't suffer dickheads. And I don't think Parramatta, I don't think Parramatta would take him. I don't think Penrith would take him. No, you're right. I, I, it's going to be one of those fringe clubs that go, yeah, like you said, short-term benefit. Is he going to be squeaky clean? Probably not. So we'll take the risk. Still on the Broncos, Lunchgate, of course, uh, up to 10 players, went to the Everton Park Hotel in Brisbane. Nice pub, by the way. Uh, and um, whether they went into other areas, still not finalised yet. Being cleared by the police. Uh, did they go in the pokey rooms, whatever? Well, Completely we- different protocols. you got the you know, yeah. community protocols, which are by the government and enforced by the police. But the NRL protocols are a little bit different, and that's what the CCTV will show. And that, the integrity unit has the CCTV footage now. It's whether they've made their way from – it doesn't matter whether they've made their way from the restaurant into the, the poker machine or the, or the licensed premises areas, the yeah. public areas, because the, the restaurant is still part of the licensed premises. That's right. And the rules are there are no pubs, no clubs, yep. no RSLs, no surf clubs. Yeah. So either way, they're in a place that they're not meant to be. It was also alleged that Alfie got snuck into the Caxton Hotel, CCTV cameras turned off. Someone put someone put him in their top pocket. <laughs> I'm just going to put all this together, mate. Put all this together. Mm. And you've been saying it, our colleague Badge has been saying it, everyone's been saying it. No leadership at the Broncos that people at all levels, at all levels, are just thinking they can go and do whatever they like. Oh, it's just through frustration as well. People get, and it's not an excuse. I'm not making an excuse as well, but. Yeah. Well, how's it frustration for Alfie? Well, I suppose because he's part of that NRL bubble, they feel as though that they're being restricted. And oh, come on. No, no, mate. no, I'm not. There are people no, who have lost their jobs. No, I'm not so making an excuse. I'm just saying this is what their mindset is. They would, some of them would say, I don't well, think it is. If I just, if I go out and I'm in a private room, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be any harm. I think, you know what I think it is? I reckon they think they're better than everyone else and rules don't apply to them, Sats. No, I don't think they think they're better than anyone, than everyone else, Jace. What I do think, and it's, again, everyone is guilty of it when you're in professional sport. I, I, I believe I was no different, is that you, you think you're bulletproof and you are so used to people cleaning up the mess for you. Yeah. So you, you do think you're bulletproof, you, you're even Alfie been retired many many years now, but you've still got this mentality that that I can beat everything, and if I do get myself in a spot of bother, I'll always get myself out of it. Again, won't see this at the Roosters, won't see this at the Storm. Everyone's behaving themselves because they know how important it is. There is no leadership at the Broncos. 
There is no leadership, mate. And if they had strong leadership, all of this stuff wouldn't be happening. Everyone would be a, a cohesive unit. Mm. And that, that's where the problem lies. On the subject of leadership, Seabold, these horrible rumours that were going around and social media posts, I am I am really, really, really glad that he has brought the police in. He has brought the police and he's engaged defamation lawyers because this rubbish has to stop. Yeah, it, it's about finding the original source, yep. which is going to be really, really difficult. Well, is it? Everything, you leave your DNA everywhere now, don't you? Yeah, you do. It's, it's about where does the trial start? Now, there are many people that are complicit that have, you know, I received the text message in, in question and yep. probably on seven or eight occasions from different people. Now, is it the people that have transferred that by way of carriage? The carriage is your mobile phone, yep. uh, which is an offence. So I'm like you, Joe. So I'm glad that he's brought in um, legal representation. Yep. It just adds to the pressure, unfortunately, that he's been under. The pressure that has been brought on from a rugby league, a professional sense, is, is never going to go away. It's just going to continue to compound um, if they continue to, to lose. Yeah, my advice to, to Anthony Seabold is there are other things in your life at the moment that are far more important than rugby league. Yeah. And you can always come back to rugby league in some capacity. It's going to be difficult to come back in a head coaching role if you if you walk away. But if you walk away with dignity, yeah. like your Paul McGregor's yep. has, like your Nathan Browns have over the years, you get another job. So my advice to to Anthony Seabold be sit down and talk to the people who are really close to you, who you take really good advice from. And I would I'd resign from the Brisbane Broncos role. I'd worry about the things that are really important in your yep. life right now. Yep. And then revisit it back in another twelve months time. Well said, Sats. And the the scourge of the earth. You social media um, cowards, cowards yeah. who are hiding in your mother's basement, <laughs> I hope Seabold comes for you and comes for you big time. Because not just with Seabold, you showed me a post last night where a woman made a comment about a current player, which is defamation. It's defamatory. Yeah. Written all over it. I hope people like that. Go down and go down fast because it's got to stop. Mm. Absolutely has to stop. Ben Eichen wants the top job, the Broncos, before we move away from he'll the Broncos. It. You'll get it? Yeah, yeah. He'll get it because of a number. Of, now, I was having a discussion with a couple of my mates this morning who work with Ben at uh, at Fox Sports. They're saying, why would you take the CEO job? You've got to be working 60, 70 hours a week. That You don't get a day off. You're constantly on the phone under heavy scrutiny. At the moment, he hosts a TV show that, that's on three nights a week. That's it. I said, yeah, but the difference is he's leaving his family on a Monday morning. He arrives back on a Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Well, no, he's not at the moment. He's not. He can't travel. Well, he's at the moment, yeah, yeah he's, 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 in, he's in Sydney. He's yeah. isolated in yeah. Sydney. So yeah. he's away from his family. And yeah. if he takes a CEO job at the Brisbane Broncos, it's, uh, it's five minutes from his home. Not only that, that is a big plus. His, bo- his, his boys, he's got four boys. His yeah. boys are an age now where yeah. they, they really need their dad in their life. And I think he can also make a difference to the Brisbane Broncos. Absolutely, he will. And I think I think he knows he can. And mate, I th- I think it'd be great. I, so, and you know what? News News Limited love him. They absolutely love him. Absolutely, and so, that's that's probably the biggest plus. Is yeah. that one News Limited love him? They trust him. He can make really tough decisions, but he can always he can also hold relationships while doing that as well. Knows how to work the media. Knows rugby league better than anyone. He's a tremendous player in his day, and. Um, 
knows the commercial and corporate side of the uh, of the business as well. So, yeah, I, I think he'd be a, a great candidate. It's actually moving away, Jace, from what your normal CEOs are, which have got a, a really heavy financial background, yeah. accountant, commerce, whatever well, it may be. Like an accountant. He looks like an accountant. <laughs> so um, it's moving you back towards that old school yep. CEO that just knows the core business. Yep. And that's first and foremost rugby league yep. and everything else feeds off it. Absolutely. Mary McGregor, Paul McGregor, as we said, yep. either sacked or stepped down from the the role at the Dragons. Um, pretty emotional time. This is what he had to say yesterday. Tough couple of days. You know, the hardest thing for me is obviously um, the emotional side of it to the playing group and the staff, but, you know, I got through it. It was the right thing to do about staying on this week due to the fact that it's so late in the week, it's the day before the game. Uh, I really wanted to give Dean a chance because um, he, he, he's, um, he's been right by my side the whole way. Yeah, it was emotional, but, you know, that's part of it. And that's, you know, when you're at a club for 25 years and uh, it's a very long time, uh, as a player, staff member, um, coach, um, and I've always felt that them positions are a series of um, privileges and not obligations throughout my whole career. Um, there you have it, and oh, yeah, very classy, mate. Very classy. He'll walk away. You know what? I think the next couple of months will be hard for for Paul McGregor. I mean, I mean, what was it like when you finally retired from the game? Mm. And then I reckon if he has another crack at the coaching caper, I reckon he'll come back as a better coach because he's learned a lot. And one of the things that came up was he didn't get to pick his own team every week. No, he was part of a selection committee. Yeah, has that ever happened in your playing days? Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the coach gets the end the end team that he wants, but. He wasn't. Every coach, every coach calls on their their assistants to give their advice on why they should and shouldn't be playing, and the reasons why they feel as though that a certain player should be in the side. Yeah, but it looked as though that he had a lot of ownership taken off him, which is never going to work. The reason why I believe they came to a really amicable agreement is because he's an ex-player, highly respected within the club. He's a tremendous a player, legend. A tremendous legend. player. Yep. So if he wasn't an ex-player, they just would have cut him off at the legs. They had that emotional attachment with Paul McGregor, and that's why they've done it the way they have. So I applaud the the, the Dragons for allowing him to do it that way. I applaud Paul McGregor. Um, and moving forward, I wouldn't be getting an ex-player to be the next coach. Yeah. So there's Craig Fitzgibbon, who is, for we'll more reports, it it's going to be a, a tremendous coach. Uh, Dean Young, who's going to be the interim coach for now. Uh, I just, you know, Ben Hornby, who's at South at the moment with Wayne Bennett. I just wouldn't get an ex-player in there. I think you need someone who has, who doesn't have that emotional attachment. You need someone to be able to go in there and be able to slice a place in half and not have any qualms about doing it. And I think sometimes if you've got an emotional attachment, you're a little bit apprehensive about doing that. But I anticipate Wayne Bennett will take the job and he'll be the coach there next year. It's that time for an Off The Bench Friday Night Preview. Yeah, it is. Uh, tonight, oh, this is not a really good Friday night game, though, is it? I mean, I guess it's Mary McGregor's last one as coach uh, for the Dragons. Got the Eels taking on the Dragons at Bankwest Stadium tonight, 7.55. I like it. I like this game because I love watching the Eels play. I, I just love the open, expansive style that they play. I love the skill that their big forwards have got. You have Junior Paulos and you Ryan Madison's and and Regan Campbell-Gillards and Kobe. I'm a huge fan of Nathan Brown, the, the number 13. Like, he is 
He's MAD. He is mad. <laughs> and I love him. I love what he brings to the game. And oh, Yeah, I get all that. But the opposition, not very good defensive unit. You know, everyone comes out and says, you know, I wonder whether – I really believe that the Dragons will come out and play for Mary. Well, they haven't been doing it in the past. So why are they going to do it tonight? Yeah. They might find something different because he is a good guy. Yeah. And whether they've agreed with his coaching techniques and strategies, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. But he is a great guy, Mary McGregor. And I anticipate that the players will try and do everything they can from an emotional sense to, to send him out on at least a winner. What's going to be really interesting, Jace, I believe, and listeners, is will he hand a lot of the responsibilities on to Dean Young tonight? Yeah. yeah. I'd love to be able to listen to his pre-match speech to the players and whether that's any different to years gone by or weeks yeah, gone by. Yeah. His half-time address, is that going to be different? Is he going to be a lot more composed or whatever it may be? I'll be really be emotional. I'm going to be really, really interested in watching the body language of Paul McGregor tonight before the game and at halftime during the game. Will it, because it's his last game as coach, will it motivate the team? Well, I... I, don't, I, mean, like, is I can't close? see why it would because, like I said, I well, haven't done it in weeks players? gone by. Is he, is he He's close? very close to the players. Okay. Some would say too close. Right. Yeah. Right. But in saying that, and that's why he's, he is such a great guy that you do – I'll give you an example. Roy Simmons, one of the world's greatest guys you ever want to meet, would just have a beer with any punter, anyone. Doesn't think he's above anyone. In 2001, we got the wooden spoon. We were travelling really bad. And the, and the club was really – really it had a wedge in it, straight down the middle. The playing group were um, not either for or against. Now, I loved Royce. I thought he was a great coach. I still regard him as a really close friend. But I remember we were going out to play one of our last games before he got sacked. And we didn't know he was going to get sacked. But some of the players that, were, that didn't like his coaching techniques, they at least wanted to try and send him out a win in the last game of the season – because he is such a great guy. And I think it's the same with Paul McGregor. I, I think they will find something. Is it going to be enough to sustain for 80 minutes against one of the competition favourites? Not quite sure. But I think we'll see a really spirited effort from the Dragons tonight. It's a really interesting way to look at it. I mean, I wonder how the players are feeling about losing Mary. As They'll the, feel as guilty. The yeah, right. Okay. Some will feel guilty. Whereas, like, at the moment, look at the Broncos. If Seabold left, They'd consider that a victory. The players, yeah, absolutely. Isn't it interesting? Like yeah. they'd, they'd feel bad because he's such they'd, a good they'd feel player. guilty. Some would be, feel angry that they would have a really close relationship with him, and that he has been been forced into this position. Uh, some of them would be angry that players in the past haven't played to their to the best of their ability to try and save the coach mm. that they're close mm. to. Others will be happy. Some of the players that feel as though they should be playing first grade would love to see the back of Paul McGregor. It's just, it's yeah. the nature of the beast. All righty. Yeah. One of our favourite players is playing tonight, the number one for the Dragons, the Duft. Oh, we love him. Mate, we love him. How good how good's his year been so far, like since he came back? It's been pretty good. It's been great. And when we interviewed him a few weeks ago, he was... Uh, the Duft. Yeah, he was Yeah, he was quite um, – well, he expressed the, the importance of Shane Flanagan, the, the role that he's played in his – yeah, in his uh, development, in his, his development, and the way yeah. that he's running the running the game now. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's good. Look forward to that. Then uh, the Eels versus the Dragons tonight, seven fifty-five at Bankwest Stadium. More off the bench to come very soon. We're going to uh, talk to 
Uh, well, our interview with Justin Holbrook, uh, the head coach of the Titans. Going to get a, a Racing Queensland update as well. Thanks to Bob Jane T-Marts. Get 25% off Bridgestone Ecopia passenger and SUV tyres at Bob Jane T-Marts. Best tyre price guaranteed. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. On Off the Bench, a Thursday night NRL review. Hunavalu makes it a good one, takes it above his head and is tackled only a metre out from the line. Jacks, Pappenhausen, Adokar, Adokar put the foot down, back to Pappenhausen, out to Olam, who scores the second. Melbourne Storm oh. try, 12-0 with a kick to come. Justin Olam on the back of a goal line dropout gets the try for Melbourne. Has Melbourne 12, Roosters nil with a kick to come. Well, they're tightening up around Lachlan Lamb because they know that's where all the traffic's going to come at him. But on this occasion, he's able to let the ball Riley Jack. Gets the ball out really quickly to the edges. They get on the outside of, of Manu. Manu's trying to stay really tight to Lachlan Lamb. A lot of bodies in motion. Hughes has gone yeah, right Hughes through. Hughes open space into the Roosters' territory. Support on the inside, Kafusi. He'll race away and score under oh the black dot. 22 to nil with a kick to come for Lise Kafusi. Who scores the try for Melbourne and they are giving the defending Premiers a lesson. How did, what happened here? I looked down Hughes. for a split second. Hughes just got to the line on the right, 50 metres out through the dummy and went straight through. I don't know who's missed the tackle, Sats, but we'll see it on the car sales replay. The play of the ball's on the left-hand side of the SCG. And you're right, it's Tupanua. Gets up ahead of the inside defenders, Luke Keery also, and just leaves, leaves an open, opening for Jerome Hughes. It takes the opportunity. Hughes didn't have a choice but to throw the dummy. No, he, they were that far up in the line. Well, they Geary cut off the outside Vanua. runners, didn't they? And he, he also, a nice left-hand palm on Isaac Liu. And Ikevalu is going to return it here, straight through the middle of the ground, into the cricket pitch, and then he's met in a solid tackle by Brandon Smith, and that'll be full-time. Well, Brandon Smith hit Ikevalu then like it was the first tackle of the game, and the siren had already sounded. And it's another win for the Melbourne Storm. It's eight in a row. They started this run by beating... The Roosters at the Sun, at Suncorp Stadium in round eight, and now they've defeated them at the SCG in round 16. 24 points to six. What a win for the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, great win for the Melbourne Storm. Of course, that's our NRL Nation highlights with yourself, Mark Braybrook, and, and Gary Belcher. Um, big win for the Storm without the cams, Sats. Um, what did you make of their performance? The scoreline didn't reflect how dominant they were. They should have probably won by more the Melbourne Storm, the, the control they had in the first half, the amount of possession that they had, the field position they had, the Roosters themselves. Now, you got to look through their Roosters side at the moment, and I think we tend to forget about the Roosters and how many they've got out. They've got out at the moment, they've got guys like uh, Boyd Cordner, uh, Angus Crichton, one of the Morrises, I think it's Brett Morris, and uh, Daniel Tupo, who is out at the moment. Sonny Bill Williams to come into the side. And then they've got Keary, Lamb, and Orbison, They've got serious long-term injuries out from last night as well. So, But when you go through their side, you've got a uh, young debutant on the wing last night, uh, Tupalatu. You've got Ikevalu, Lachlan Lamb, Lindsay Collins, Tupanua, uh, Drew Hutchison, Faumasili. They're all guys that have only played a handful of first-grade games in their career. So straight away, you're going up against the might of the Melbourne Storm without Munster and Smith. But though 
they ran right. They were overwhelmed by how the energy and the aggressive nature that the Melbourne Storm played. Justin Ollum, the Papua New Guinean left centre, just <laughs> tore everyone apart defensively and with the ball in hand, scored two amazing tries. Um, Melbourne Storm, when everyone just anticipates they're going to fall over because they don't have Cronk, Slater, yep. Ryan Hoffman and co. anymore, they just find something. You know, Jerome Hughes last night, he, he's always been a, a, a person that plays a really good uh, role part yep. just alongside Munster. But he just took control of the game last night. Got our Metricon Player of the Year three points last night for NRL Nation. Just, it was an amazing performance by the Melbourne Storm. Um, let's talk about those injuries. For the Roosters, Keary, Lachlan Lamb um, has an ankle injury. And Mitch Orbison, uh, a wrist injury. Suspected broken wrist. It was, it was ugly Is how it happened. Is that the end of the year? How long does it take to recover from that? Oh, yeah, no. He, he'll be gone with the shortened season, 20 rounds. That's round 14 last night. We've got yeah. like five rounds Can in the re- finals. No. Might be back for the finals? He won't be back for the finals. Uh, Lock on Lamb, Syndesmosis, uh, which is the, one of the ankle injuries. He's He'll be anywhere from four to six weeks minimum. Oh, and uh, fortunate enough, they've got Kyle Flanagan and young Sam Walker, the half, to try yeah, and debut. Yeah, yeah. Luke Keary is a little bit more serious. He went to the hospital last night, precautionary. He's in a lot of pain. Uh, I remember Trent Robinson in the post-match conference last night saying it's internal. It's a little bit more serious than what we're anticipating. Yeah, wow. So okay. wait to hear what happens there. Well, it was taken by ambulance to, to the hospital last night. Storm injuries, though. Vinavalu, a suspected broken jaw. I that, know. That'll be the end of the year, obviously, yep. for, the, for for Vinavalu. Oh, there are some breaks of the jaw that he could come back in sort of three or four weeks. Depends how bad the, the, the break well, is. Well, let's hope it's not as bad as your old man's jaw. Well, his was fell smashed. Apart. <laughs> it was <laughs> fell apart. Didn't some of the journalists faint after that yeah. grand final? Yeah, he pushed his jaw back into place because he was smashed in three places. And he pushed his jaw back into place. When so they let said, the journalists come in. So he came in. they came into the bath area and they said, because he was going to be captain of the 70 World Cup that year. That's right. It was being said, announced that night. Yeah, that yeah. night. They said, Sats, we hear you've got a broken jaw. And as soon as he opened his mouth to say the first words, all his jaw fell apart and all, a couple yeah. of the journos just fainted. Fainted? Yeah. Well, at least they could put him, put him in the bath. Uh, Jerome Hughes, groin injury Yeah, it may well, miss one so. or two weeks as well, Jerome Hughes. Yeah, okay, there you have it. That was our Thursday night's review. The Storm 24, the Roosters 6. This is Off the Bench. Thanks to our mates at Bob Jane T-Marts. Uh, we'll be back uh, real soon. Racing Queensland update with Chris Nelson. And then we'll get our Off the Bench NRL performances of the week. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialist. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. Time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is racing. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Chris Nelson, g'day mates. How are you, Jason? Mate, I, I'm I'm very good. Now we had a set of barrier trials at Doomit on Tuesday morning. What what happened there? Well, there was plenty of excitement around the barrier trials on Tuesday morning because we get to see, or we got to see Rothfire, who of course is heading south for his uh, spring campaign. So he went around uh, on Tuesday morning, as you'd expect. He uh, went straight to the front. He coasted to victory in uh, in good time, and he looked uh, he looked like he's come back from his break in uh, fantastic order. He'll trial again in a fortnight's time, just under a fortnight's time. Then he'll hit to Sydney for the Group 2 run to the Rose and then the Group 1 Golden Rose two weeks later. And then maybe, just maybe, we might see him go around in the Everest if he races well in those particular races. Uh, Eagle Farm Race 6 looks like an interesting interesting race. 
It is. We've got Gerald Ryan's uh, Sydney visitor return with honour. We've got a couple from the Chris Wallace stable. Number seven, super, uh, super effort, who looked super indeed, winning on debut at the Sunshine Coast. was a big tip that day and won well. I just think there's one there that might be a bit forgotten, and that's the stable mate, number four, Clearview Star. I love the way that Clearview Star wound up and ran on late first up. Gets an extra 200 metres tomorrow. Just might be able to knock over these uh, two favourites at a much better price. So uh, a good box trifecta, but an interesting race, 4-7 and 1 in that race. I think you'll go uh, pretty close to landing the money there with that trifecta. Now, your tips uh, last week, uh, I reckon I'm your curse. You got two from two, including a, an 11 or one shot, mate. What's your, uh, what's your tip for Eagle Farm? Well, this week we're going with race number four, horse number seven, Woman of Gold, trained by Gillian Heinrich down on the Gold Coast. A lightly race that shows a lot of potential, been putting in some really good runs of late. I think this is a lovely race for her. She's drawn the inside. She'll get a nice economical run. All right, for the latest Queensland racing news, meetings and form, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Get racing. Gamble responsibly. Chris, have a great weekend, mate. You too, Jase. All the best. Thanks, Chris. Uh, now on Off the Bench, we caught up with uh, Justin Holbrook, the Titans coach during the week. Apparently, he's getting this big new deal worth squillions of dollars. And I don't know, after this, he probably won't want to talk to us anymore, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me for the last time. Is that what you said to Shannon Boyd when you moved him on last oh, week? Oh, oh tough. No, no, no. Why would you, why would you go tough. there? You don't start away. an interview like that. Oh. <laughs> Just returning well, fire. I started it. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. So, Are you, um, Start again. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is, and is that going to happen? Uh, is it uh, looking likely that you'll, you'll be uh, signing beyond 2021? Oh, mate, it's quite funny because it was only the other day that the, the club just said, oh, how are you going with it all? And, you know, and I said, look, I'm really enjoying it. And and, and that's the only conversation I've had. And now, just as you both said, now I'm reading that there's extensions and all sorts of things happening. So I've only had the one conversation. So, look, I'll, I'll, I'm, yeah, what I said to them, I'll say, yeah, I was, I'm loving it. I'm really enjoying, you know, the the players and the staff and obviously who we've got coming next year and then the club's going the right direction. So it'd be great to be part of that. But in terms of um, close to, to sign anything, no, de- definitely not. There's been no conversation around any terms or any, any figures, to be honest with you. Justin, do you select your sides? Do you have any, anyone that you, uh, you know, you, you sound out about your selections? No, I'm lucky enough that sort of I pick the side, but I'll do it in consultation with the assistant coaches. I'm not here to, they all got the answers or the perfect, you know, formula for everything. So, you know, as a, a head coach or head of anything for that matter, you've got to empower other people to, to do their jobs. But in terms of picking the side, no, I think um, it's just, it just comes down to myself. But I definitely, um, yeah, do, do it collectively with the assistant coaches. But that's it. We haven't got a, a side that, you know, Picks, picks the side every uh, committee that picks a side every week. No, but I think that is just obviously a tough position. They found themselves in there, but mm. you know, we're fortunate enough we don't have to worry about that. Now, Justin, you would have known a fair bit about AJ Brimson, the, the young fullback slash five eight, before you came back to Australia. But you finally get him on the field last week, fully fit. He's a, he's a pretty exciting talent. I, I've got no doubt you'd be looking forward to coaching him a lot more. Oh, definitely. That's a good. Sort of said in November, like people ask me, oh, you know, he got some great players. Who you impressed the most? And I've said all along, AJ Brimson. I just think he's anyone with that raw top end speed that he's got. And um, you know, and as we know, we haven't been able to get him on the field. And then even with his, his stress fractures in his back, I said, right, we've got to make sure these guys are 100. He, you know, he's only 21, 22 years old, so we can't be 
you know, forcing anything else on him. So we took a long time to get him right. And in the last couple of weeks of training, he started sort of carving us up, you know, being in the second team. So I, I, I knew, you know, I couldn't wait to get him out there. So, and, and look, as I said, I think he's our best player. So to have, you know, Jamal and Ash now forming a good combination in the halves over the last few weeks and then throwing out, you know, according to our X-Factor back at fullback and, you know, it, it showed on the weekend. So he's only going to get better too, obviously, with match fitness and, and understanding of how we're playing. Yeah, now we've got a lot of Sharkies fans, Justin, that listen to the show. And uh, third in the comp with points scored, as you said, they're, they're – um... They run rampant when they can, and Sean Johnson is, is yep. on fire at the moment. How, how do you nullify it? Yeah, look, as you said, playing well. And I think that's what I like as a coach. I think what, what the faster game now with the six against is bringing the best players back out now. You know, well, we just mentioned Ash Taylor. Why is he playing better? Well, that, that helps. Luke Carey was certainly used to running the game himself, and then, and mm. then Sean Johnson's come back into his own, you know, where defenders can't deliberately slow the game, know what play's coming, know how to shut him down, you know, you haven't got that much time anymore, and, and that's good, but for us this week, it's not good. <laughs> um, yeah, look, you've got to you got to do your best, because he, he's not just running the ball, he's passing so well, and his short kicking game's been fantastic of late, so we're just nullify, like, like anyone would try and do, nullify the amount of opportunities you give him, and, and that's what we've improved over the last few weeks, where, you know, again, through our sets a lot better and applying pressure to the opposition instead of just having pressure applied to us for bloody majority of the game. So that, that's that's you know what we've got to continue on on the weekend. All righty, there's the man who hopefully soon will be signing a multi squillion dollar uh, contract. And boys, he might shout us a forex goal or something like that uh, as a bit of a reward for that for that new contract. Justin Holbrook, I think so. it'd be nice, wouldn't it, boys? Since we helped him get here. Well, he may let us stay over one night in one of his four or five, Homes, yeah. six bedrooms. We'll have yeah on Hedges uh, Avenue there on the Goldie. Yeah. <laughs> That's part no, of the deal. Hey, listen, just, just quickly yeah. before we before we go, how, how's your pasty skin going in the Gold Coast oh, sun? Come on, is it bro. okay? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, as I told you last time, still saving applies. A lot of sunscreens getting applied, and I and I go fantastic red, then back to white. But um, <laughs> you'll be able, listen, boys, you'll be you're able to. Always, uh, you're always welcome over in the house, and Satsy, bring bring your favourite movie. Over. I think it's a what is it? Two thousand three grand final. 60, yeah, fifty oh, minutes. Oh, yeah, it never repeat. stops. Fifty fourth minute. We're at yeah, lunch so the other. We're at, 50 uh, Justin, we're at lunch the other day for my birthday, and he was showing everyone at the table, and I busted him. That's yeah. it. You don't know who I am? He knows Watch this. He knows this. <laughs> Titchy knows that's not true. Justin Holbrook, coach <laughs> of the Gold Coast Titans, who will never speak to us again. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Nah, I told you again soon. Thanks, boys. Tough. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's Tire and Wheel Specialist. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's Tire and Wheel Specialists. Yeah, welcome back to it. Before we wrap it up, let's get into the uh, tips for the rest of round 14. How are you going on the tips uh, so far, Matt? Am I, well, uh, this week. Am I beating you? No. Well, I'm still three. And I'm actually officially two ahead of you now because you got Melbourne. <laughs> Mate, I, I'm going to beat you and our colleague, uh, Gary Belcher. Rightio. Uh, let's look at the Sharks-Titans, 3 o'clock, uh, Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. Oh, I'm going to take the Sharks because they can score so many points. But this Titans side are really good. I like what they're doing. But I, No I'm, changes for the Titans. No, I'm not, That's first time in I'm ages. not going to get too excited about the Titans beating the Cowboys last heart, week. Mate. But the Sharks, I just the tough game they played against the Para last week in the wet may take a lot out of them or may galvanise them even more. What normally happens? Really sore. 
It's like when you go and play the Warriors in Auckland, and usually a lot of the time it was a really heavy surface, yeah. and you get a real physical forwards battle, yeah. not a lot of movement, and it's just straight down the middle of the field, and you, and you wake up, and you, you didn't recover until sort of Wednesday, where before you'd, you'd sort of fully recovered by Monday afternoon, Tuesday, and you start getting back into full training. When did the Sharks play the... They oh, played... They, oh, they played at the same time as... Saturday. The, su- Sunday. No, it was Sunday, are they? It was too. Because it was, yeah, it was pouring down, and the Titans were the game before. So they both had the same amount of rest. Both had six days, so... Titans on a really fast pitch at Seabus. Beautiful weather. Sharks, Hardly any defence. 14-12, just a grinding match where it takes a lot out of your legs. Are you legs. changing your mind now? No, I'm going to take the Sharks. I'm right gonna, I'm, I think they love to be battle-hardened, yep. so that's why I think they'll win. And Johnson is in great Titans form. Titans are paying $3.50. In a two-horse race. Yeah. Mm. Cowboys versus Rabbitohs. Rabbits. <clears throat> yeah, Rabbits. They're in a bit of pain, I think, the cows. Have the Rabbits turned the corner? No, I don't think they have. I don't think they have. I, they're just missing that forward enforcer. Unfortunately, at the moment, and they have changed their style. They don't go to the left all the time. They go back to the right, and both sides are getting a fair bit of love. But if Adam Reynolds is on, and he has the ability to use his kicking game as their greatest advantage, they'll they'll win more than they lose. Cody Walker's been good this year, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's a good player. He's been outstanding, yep. and and also Mitchell at fullback. I, I was a bit. Skeptical. He's been great, literally. I was skeptical, mate. But some of those balls he's throwing. He's never going to be a really. Left. He's never going to be a kick return specialist like a Tedesco. Yeah, Slater, Belcher, those sort of guys. What he does in the line. It's when he's from the 50-metre yep. line into the try line, that's when he's at his most dangerous. Mate, some of those balls he's been throwing yeah, to Johnson. Beautiful. Mate, sublime. I'm a bit sad if they can't find a place for Johnson. I, I really I, am. He's a mate, he, you know, he, I, he I, wants to stay. I agree, but he's probably not getting paid what he's worth. I want him to go to a club that appreciates him and l- allow him to earn some money out of the game because he would be one of their lowest-paid players. And, mate, the clubs are circling. What about the Raiders versus the Broncos? It's by how much at GIO? Yeah, GIO. Um, it, it's not a happy hunting ground for the, the Broncos, even when they did have good teams. So North I think the, the Raiders, and I think by a fair amount as well. I'm saying 50. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. And the Broncos, mate, they won't like the Shane Webke's come out and said, you're the only ones that can solve this problem. Just roll your sleeves up. That's yeah, all we ask won't. you to do. They won't. So it's they how they answer is how... They won't be rolling their sleeves up at GIO, mate. Too cold, they'll say. It's a terrible place. Mate, if they get off... Oh, mate, I used to do the sideline down it's there. Horrible. It was the worst. I remember doing sideline in the afternoon. The the uh, the under-20s would, would empty out their, their esky of ice and it'd stay there. It'd actually get more frozen. It's colder in Canberra when the sun <laughs> just goes down That's, at like 5.15, 5.30. It's the worst. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, 2 o'clock, Knights versus Seagulls. Yeah. Good game. This Looking forward to this. I'm going to take the Knights because... Of the way that Blake Green was able to free up Kale and Ponga last week, let's see it's going to happen. I've heard again. I've heard the Bulldogs described as like a relative that won't leave your house. <laughs> They're taking on the West Tigers on Sunday. I don't know Arbor. what to make of this one. BJ Lalua is he allowed to play? Isn't he allowed to play? I'm going to take the Tigers. I don't know why because I just it's purely a I want them to turn the turn the corner. Right again. There's uh, your tips for the rest of the weekend. Before we go, on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? That's... Well, my uh, what's got me excited is going to be uh, th- that Newcastle and Manly game on on Sunday at 2pm uh, at, at uh, McDonald Jones Homes Stadium in, uh, in Newcastle. Um, Joey Johns came out and questioned... Daly Cherry Evans and the way that he hasn't been able to control the team without Tommy Trebojevic. Yeah. 
Even though I think Newcastle will win the game, I'm anticipating that Daly Cherry Evans will just take that advice. It would have hurt him, coming from a legend, someone he respects, and he'll go out and put a performance on. So this, that's, that's the game I'm looking forward to. Mitchell Pearce up against Daly Cherry Evans. I'm looking forward to uh, playing the front nine at my home golf course in under 65 shots this time. You just, you just don't improve. Why don't you get lessons? I've got, I can't be taught. You can't <laughs> teach what you've got. <laughs> you can't. You got a lot of deficiencies in your life, haven't you? It's cost me a lot too, replacing shafts on golf clubs too. Oh. I've got to tell you that much. Uh, have a good one, everyone. This has been fantastic. Off the bench NRL. Thanks to Bob Jane T-Mart's Tyra Will Specialist. We'll catch you next week.